All right, well, good evening or morning. Feels like evening. So I got the, I got the one and only ask it ball here. If you've got a really, really important question that you want to ask uh, of your future, uh, what's going to happen today, uh, let, let's go ahead and test it out, okay? How's this lesson going to go? All right? How's this lesson going to go? I need my glasses. Concentrate and ask again. Okay, stupid ball. Well, hey, uh, welcome. It's great to have you. Uh, if you want to come up and play with the ball later, this thing's been around for about 50 years. You know, the basketball, some of you guys grew up with it. It's a fun thing to do. But I want you to imagine living your life, basing your decisions, big decisions, where you're going to work, what relationships you're going to have, uh, where you're going to live, uh, huge decisions, financial decisions, life-shaking decisions. Imagine making decisions like that and asking a ball like this, you know? I mean, that would be ludicrous, right? Be crazy, why would you do that? You know, 22 possible answers and it's random, you know? But why, the reason why we're doing this brand new series, we're starting it today, if you're visiting with us, I'm so glad you're here because you get to start with this, this series and the whole reason why we're doing this series is because life is so important. The decisions we make are so important and too often we don't go into it knowing the answers, asking the questions and being wise about what we do and what we get involved in. And so uh, I want to welcome you if you're a guest here and uh, this, is a, this is a series, we do series every, every few weeks. We're going to do a six-part series on this question, ask it, and you say, man, that's huge. The reason is because it's so important so important what we're going to be talking about. So I want to invite you to, to come on back next week, to be here for the whole series, whether you're a member here or whether you're a guest and this is your first time, I want to ask you to, to come on back because this could very well be a series that changes everything for you and your future. Okay? So, all right. If you fall asleep during the lesson, okay, I know some of you, I've seen some of you, and you accidentally, because you were up all last night at grad night, uh, you know, Whatever, one of our, our teachers downstairs, he was at grad night and he didn't sleep at all last night. And so he's dragging around down there in the, in the children's wing. We didn't give him any sharp objects or any heavy responsibility, so he's good. But if you fall asleep, you can go to our website and you go, oh no, I fell asleep and I missed the most important part of the lesson and I need this. You can go to our website and you can watch it again. Uh, and if you want to watch it in Espanol, okay, this is our website for Espanol. And they're about a week behind, so if you want to watch today's lesson, you got to wait a week, okay? But they're doing the same topic, and it's iglesiadecristoelfaro.com. Okay, so you can go and watch it online. Also, very, very important, there's discussion questions on your newsletter, and the newsletter is on the website, the colored edition. Really highly encourage our members, guys, go over the discussion questions with your group. It's so important. We did last week's lesson in our group, and it was awesome. You know, we, we, got, to, we got to talk about, uh, you know, choose to lose, and, and, and this one's even more important. So today we're going to look at a question, and I'm going to give you a question. And it is the question that answers just about everything. A question that answers just about everything. 
This question that we're going to look at today is going to give you clarity when you're faced with a very important decision that you're going to make with your life. It's also going to give you clarity personally about the steps that you're taking and moving in a direction. We, we got any graduates in the house? Okay, huge, huge thing that you're about to embark in, right? Congratulations. We'll, we'll celebrate next week for our graduates. But, uh, you know, that, that's such a huge point. Anybody that's applying for a new job, a new position, you know, that's huge. This question that we're going to go over today is going to give you extreme clarity. And the greatest thing of all, it could save you some incredible heartache in your life. Tears, stress, just, the, you know, things that you, you regret in your life. And if you think about it, if you go back in your history, you know, all of us have life's regrets. You, know, you think about a season in your life where, you know, you made some really, really bad decisions. Uh, you think about maybe a spring break where it was really wrong, it was really bad, and you regret that. Maybe a financial decision that you made, you know, where you made an investment or you made a purchase and you regret that and it was so bad. If you were to take the question that we're going to look at today and superimpose it on that time in your life, it very well might have saved you from that regret and from that heartache. And so the, this, this thing that we're going to talk about today is worth every minute, every second that you're going to be here today because it's going to save you from tears and heartache and may just save somebody close to you because you can pass it on and help them. And, and a lot of us, you know, when we hear the lesson today, we're going to say, man, I wish so-and-so were here. Well, go to the website. You can email it to them. But this is for you. You're here. And I want to make sure you get the most out of it versus you know, nudging your husband or nudging your wife or wishing your kids, kind of leaning in over your kids. I sure hope they're watching or they're paying attention. No, this is for you, all right? Nobody else. So put your you know, blinders on so you're looking straight ahead and straight forward. This question has to do with every opportunity, every decision, and every invitation that we're presented with in life. Every opportunity, every decision, and every invitation that we get in our life. And if we do this, if we bring this question to the table with every opportunity that we're presented with, every decision that we're gonna make and every invitation that we get, it could very well ensure success in your life. Okay, and it's not my question, it's a question that we get from the scriptures, which is, which is awesome. And so. It's coming in, and so we're going to look at the Bible, and maybe you're not quite sure on the Bible. I'm not asking you today if you're coming for the first time and you're not really sure about the Bible. I'm not asking you to believe in Adam and Eve. I'm not asking you to believe in Noah's Ark. But what I am asking you to do is to think about this question in the context that it affects your life, because this is important. And also think about the writer who we're going to listen to. We're going to look at a passage in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, and it comes from the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was a historical figure. Nobody argues that. He lived in a time and place. And, you know, there's, there's cross-referencing. Yes, he's a real person. Yes, he wrote these letters. And yes, the things that transpired that he writes about did, did in fact happen. We can check that. And it's, it's a historical fact. No one argues that. But I want to tell you about a little bit of his history. Because the Apostle Paul... He was somebody that his life's goal, his life's intent was to eliminate and wipe out Christianity. 
He wanted to do away with it. See, because for Paul, the Christianity was kind of a, a, a Jewish cult knockoff Judaism. That's how they looked at it. That's how they thought about it. It's not like it is today. Back then, it was, you know, it was, it was something that was trying to, and it, it was an upstart of something that people weren't sure of. So Paul was like, my life's goal is I'm going to wipe out Christianity. He was going around with authority from the Jewish leaders to arrest and put in prison Christians. And it was on one of these trips that something happened. Something significant happened. He went from being a hunter of Christians to being a follower of Jesus. And being not only a follower of Jesus, but to be a leader of other followers of Jesus. Let me put this into perspective. Let's say you're a staunchy Democrat. Okay, you're a Democrat. You know, you got the emblem there in your office, you know, with the, with the, with the, the donkey, right? That's the, the, the symbol for the Democrat. You're a staunchy Democrat. And on your way to work, while you're in the car, you, something amazing happens, and you're transformed into a Republican. And not just any Republican. You go to work and you talk to all your Democrat friends and you want to convince your Democrat friends to be Republicans. And you make it your life's mission to, to, to change them from Democrat to Republican. Now let's switch it up. You're a Republican. Okay, and on the way to work in your car, you know, you got the elephant there and you know you wear the badges during the elections and everything and you're a staunchy republican you know you watch the channels that have the republican information you know and something happens on the way to work and you become a left-wing democrat and you get to work and you want to change all your ex-republican friends into democrats and you're even willing to risk the relationship with your ex-Republican friends because of what you firmly believe. And you're going to make it your life's mission from that day forward to change Democrats or Republicans into Democrats and vice versa. You say, that's impossible. And one day, it would take an act of God. And Paul would say, exactly that's what happened to me. That's exactly what happened to me, and even more so. You see, I, Paul, was a persecutor, hunter, staunchy against Christianity. I wanted him dead. I wanted him in jail. And in one day, his whole world changed. And so when we look at what we're looking at today, and I don't know where your position is on the Bible and what you believe, but I just want to remind you who we're talking to. He was a guy who was against Christianity, didn't believe in a lot of the things that Christianity believes, and in one day, everything changed. So can somebody change? Oh yeah, maybe you today can change. All right, so we're going to look at this. Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to start out in verse 15, okay? This is, this is kind of our verse. We're only going to look at three verses, four verses, five verses today. And so Paul's saying this, okay? Verse 15, be careful then how you live. Okay, and this is, we're going to break down every part of this verse, but it's very important. This word careful, 
Okay, what careful means is eyes wide open. Okay, it would be, in reality, keep your eyes open. Look and, and be very careful. It means look around. Careful means look around. It's almost as if he's trying to paint an image of you're, you're in a place that's very dangerous and you've got to look forward. You've got to look to the right, to the left. You've got to look behind you. You've got to have a 360 because you've got to be careful about what's going on around you. That's what this word means, careful. Then be careful then how you live. And this, this word live really in the Greek, what it means is how you walk. Okay, so the image is as you're walking through maybe a very dangerous place, maybe a construction site with rusty nails standing up like this, and you've got tennis shoes on with a very thin sole, be very careful where you're walking because you could very well step on a rusty nail and it could be create, create a really big problem for you. That's what he's trying to say in this sentence. So be very careful then how you live. Look in front of you, look to your left, look to your right, look behind you. Then a little further on, not as unwise, but as wise. Okay, so what does unwise mean? Somebody who's careless, somebody who really doesn't, doesn't matter, you know, they don't care. Wise would be somebody who's careful, somebody who's very concerned about their future, about their present situation. Careless would be somebody, I'm going to go with who, will I, who I want, I'm going to do what I want, I'm going to do, do things when I want, and I don't care about the consequences. That would be somebody who is unwise or careless. Somebody wise says, hey, I want to be careful because I realize what I do and how I live and the decisions that I make have huge implications for my future. Okay, so let's finish the verse here. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. This word opportunity, in two weeks we're going to go over this, what this word means, and it means it's about time. Do you know what one of your greatest assets that you have in your life? Time. It's one of your most precious commodities because you can't get it back. You have today. You don't know if you have tomorrow, but if you get tomorrow, make the most of it. Make the most of it. Because it's one of your most precious, precious commodities time. And then he goes on to say the days are evil. Now what's he saying here with the days are evil? Now some of you with your eyes wide open, you could say, yeah, that what we're living right now, it, these are perilous times. What he's saying is, is basically the culture that you're living in right now, the surroundings that you're living on are perilous. It would be like the equivalent of you're out in the ocean and there's a red flag warning as you're swimming that there are riptides. Anybody ever getting caught in a riptide? I mean, it's pretty scary because it literally picks you up and carries you out to sea. Sometimes they're so strong that they can suck you under the water. Just recently, in the last couple of weeks, there have been people that have been drowned in rip currents on the East Coast. It's not a game. That's what Paul's talking about. The times that we're living, you've got to be careful with the culture because you don't want to go with the flow of culture. If you go with the flow of culture, you might end up in a place where you don't want to be. 
It could ruin you. It could be a total, total disaster. If you are carried away by the current, you'll end up where you don't want to be. And what are we talking about? We're talking about relationally. We're talking about financially. We're talking about your family. We're talking about your future. That's what he's talking about. Be very careful. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. There's a lot at stake here with the decisions that you make. So don't go with the flow because it may take you where you don't want to go. And then in verse 17, he goes on, therefore, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Or in other words, for us, what would it be? Don't be stupid. Somebody said it. Okay. Don't be stupid. Okay. Don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. This, this, this part right here, he's talking to, guess who he's talking to? Christians. He's talking to Christians. This is an extra emphasis for Christians. You know why? And this isn't just Christians. This has to do with all religions. These are Christians that look for loopholes. Guess who looks for loopholes? All of us. Don't say I don't. Trust me, I know you do. All of us do. And it's not just Christianity. It's all religions have loopholes. What do I mean by loopholes? Meaning, yeah, I know it says that, but it really doesn't apply in this situation for me, right? Or, you know, yeah, that was for that time and that place, and I'm kind of an exception, and you know what I'm saying? And it's not really the way it is right now for me. People that learn how to work around the system, that's what he's talking about. Don't be foolish. Come on, guys, listen, we're talking here. I understand what you're, what you're, what you're saying. I know what you're doing. Don't be stupid. There's a lot at stake here, but, and I'm going to tell you why that word's capitalized, but understand what the Lord's will is. This idea of understand, that, that you would have an understanding of what God wants for your life. It's not a mystery. You know, you don't have to walk around in life wondering, I wonder what God wants from me. I wonder what his will is for me. I wonder if there's a special somebody in my future. Okay, so, so let, me, let me think about it. Look, I've got the ball, got the Bible, got the ball. It's not a mystery, guys. Paul's trying to tell us, listen, there's a clear understanding of what the Lord's will is for your life. And if you're honest with yourself and you gain understanding, you know, you can get a free version of the Bible on your, on your mobile device on your computer, with all kinds of versions, with videos, with devotionals. I mean, it, the resources are out there. It's incredible what we have at our fingertips. And so you don't have to wonder what's the Lord's will. It's right there in front of you. Will you invest the time to understand it? Don't be foolish. And though, why are we here with this, this big butt? I said it because I'm making sure you're paying attention, okay? Making sure you're paying attention. Okay, but why is this in capital? Because it's, Paul's saying, there's, there's three types of, of, of buts in the, the, in the Greek. Okay, there's, there's two smaller ones, and then there's this big one here. And the one that Paul uses, you like that. There's this big one here, and what Paul's trying to say is, this is a huge contrast. It's the biggest, most emphasized contrast. 
in the scripture. That's the word that he's using here. And you know how we work the system? You know, you talk other people into what you want, right? Let me, let me use the guys, teens, I'm going to put you on blast here a little bit. You guys are awesome at convincing your parents what you want, right? Man, you can just convince them, break them down. You know, yeah, but Johnny has one or Susie has one and yeah, but, and there it is, okay? You're good at manipulating the system and twisting the situation. Some of you are extra, extroverts. Okay, you're extroverts, and you just run over people. Okay, you know how to get things done. You know how to get what you want, and you run over people. Paul's saying, listen, don't do that. Don't be foolish. I know what you do. I know how you are with each other, husbands with their wives, wives with their husbands, teens with their, chi- with their parents, parents with their, with their children and their spouses. I know how it works. Don't do that. But understand what the Lord's will is. And so we go back to this, this, and this is kind of the focus what we're going to be looking at in this series, is be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise. We want to squeeze the lemon to get wisdom. And that's what I want to offer you today is wisdom from God, not from me, because I'm just like you. Without God, you know, I can get taken along by the current and what everybody thinks. And it's not, it's not what's right. It's not what's popular. It's not what everybody else is doing. This, we're going to be talking about what's the Lord's will for your life. Not for my life, but for your life. And so, this is what we're going to be looking at, this kind of focus. And I'm going to give you a question today. And this is the question. You ready? This is the question. What is the wise thing to do. Now, I want you to say it with me. What is the wise thing? That was kind of weak. Okay, maybe it's the time of day. Say it with me. I, and just play along, okay? Humor me. All right, so let's say it together. This is, this is important. What is the wise thing to do? Awesome. If you'll take this question and ask yourself, what is the wise thing for me to do in this situation? And we're going to break this question down into three dimensions. And I promise you, it's going to open your eyes, it's going to give you clarity. And in the end run, it's going to help you avoid a lot of challenges down the road. When you are faced with opportunities, decisions, and invitations. And this is big. Why, why are we going to emphasize? What's the wise thing to do? Why is this so important? Let me show you a verse that talks about how important this question is, how important it is that we take time out to ask ourselves, to ask it, what's the wise thing for me to do? Look at this proverb, Proverb 1, verse 32 and 33. It says this, For the waywardness of the simple, meaning not wise, will kill them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. So let's take this first part. By not having wisdom, by not being wise, what could be the potential consequences of that? It'll kill you. 
It'll kill a relationship. It'll kill a family. It'll kill your finances. It could ruin you. When you go about living your life without really being trying to be wise and make good choices, make good decisions. It's huge what we're talking about here. Now, the contrast is, but whoever listens to me, and this me here is talking about what? Wisdom. Wisdom having a conversation. But whoever listens to me will live in what? Safety. We'll live in safety and we'll be at ease. Don't you want to be at ease? Don't you want to be at ease? Without fear of harm. What's your greatest nightmare? What's your greatest fear? How would you like to live without that fear? How would you like to proceed in your life knowing that things are going to work out no matter what happens? No matter what you're faced with because you're on a straight and narrow path of wisdom and you've surrounded yourself. You've made the investment to know what the Lord's will is for your life and you know. So this is what's at stake in these next six weeks. I hope you'll hang around and get as much of this as you can because it could very well be this outcome for you. And let me just say this for our members. Why are we doing this whole series? Because as I see it, I see members of our church making catastrophic decisions about their lives. I mean, really bad decisions. And I'm going, come on, this is not, this is unbelievable that they made that decision. And it wasn't one decision. It was a series of decisions. And then we got a big mess that somebody's got to clean up. And so that's why we're doing this series. So we can just kind of throw a blanket over all of us and go, you know what, we need to reevaluate the way we're, we're making decisions in our lives. And we need to decide we're going to be a people that are wise. And if you're a guest here today, you get to choose whether you're going to ask that question. What's the wise thing for me to do? You get to, it's optional for you. But if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, it's not an option. You've got to ask that question. God demands it. Because he has that expectation of you in your life to be wise. He's given us so much. All right, so this is the first dimension of the three-dimensional of what's the wise thing for me to do, okay? This is huge. All right, you ready? In light of my past experience, what's the wise thing for me to do? Okay, now this goes back to what Paul was saying. Look behind, look to the right, look to the left, and look forward. So this is the first of the three dimensions, look behind. In light of what's happened, now here's the difference. Your experience is your experience, isn't it? My experience is my past, my experience. Is my past like your past? Is your past like my past? So look, what's okay for you may not be okay for me. And what's okay for me may not be okay for you. So you have to make a decision based on your past. Okay, so let's just go back and look at your track record. All of us have it. Okay, what's been your track record? What can you look back at and say, yeah, when you did that, what happened? You know, when you went with them, when you hung out with them, when you, when you went to that place, when you made that investment, when you used that money, when you went and did those things, what happened? What was the, 
What was the end result? That's your past. You've got a track record. All of us have one, don't we? And so you've got to use your past as a reference point to making decisions now. Let your past influence you. You know, and if, and if there's, if there's, and this isn't about feeling guilty or carrying around, you know, the negative things your past. No, this is, this is about using your head. Because you know, you know your past. You know how you've been living. You know what your tendencies are. And you've got to address those. You've got to bring those into the conversation. So let's repeat it together, okay? Let's say this word together. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing for me to do? One more time. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? This is huge. This is huge. If you would just take this and put it in before you face opportunities, decisions, and invitations, wow, what a difference it can make. This could save you arguments, just heartache, just, just terrible things, because you've, you've got a track record it's right there in front of you. You know, and so ask this question of yourself and not just ask it, but do what? Act on what the answer is. If you've got a financial record and you're in debt because of your past decisions, do you think it's a good idea to make that expenditure, that new big expenditure now when you're trying to get out of debt? No, that's your past experience. So let's go to dimension number two. All right, in light of my current circumstances, what is the wise thing for me to do? So it's not my past, but right now, what's going on right, my, right now? I'll give you an example. You're recently married. Now that you're recently married, do you think it's a good idea to do the things that you used to do when you were single? You're not single anymore, are you? You're married and now you have kids, right? Do you think it's a good idea, based on your current situation right now, what's the wise thing to do? To think about that. You know, maybe, maybe you've got a new job. Do you think it's a good idea to take three weeks off of that new job? No. You should probably, you know, hang in there. If you've, got a, if you've got, you know, a situation that's, that's kind of, you know, you're emotionally fragile, you just got out of a relationship, do you think it's a good, good idea to get right back into one? No, it's not. What is your current situation? You know, and, and, and this is huge. If you're unemployed, what, what, what should you do during the week? What, what's the wise thing to do? Hey, go, go look for a job. Be diligent. That's, that's the thing. And see, you know these answers, right? You know what the answers to these questions are, but, but the problem is we don't, we don't ask it. And see, if we just throw this question in there, it gives us clarity, uncomfortable clarity. Doesn't it? I hate this question sometimes because I want to work around it. Yeah, but, yeah, I know, but, yeah, I know my mom said, yeah, you know, but that's not my situation. 
And so we want to, we want to, hey, you've got to face the facts of your current situation. If your marriage is not going great right now, do you think it's a wise thing to do? Finish the sentence. You know? And, and these are the kinds of things that we need to go through. So let's say it together. In light, current, what is the wise? One more time. In light of my current, it's huge, isn't it? It's very, very powerful. This question. All right, so let's go to let's go to dimension number three. You ready? This this is the most powerful one of the three. It's huge. All right, it's huge. Number three. In light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise? thing to do. So let's say it together. Will you say it with me? In life. One more time, with heart, not for somebody else, for you. Like you, you're asking yourself this question, okay? In life. Now see, some of you don't think about this very much. You know why? Because you've surrounded yourself with people who don't think about their future. You know? And, and, and this is why it's so important for us to have dreams, goals, set goals, big prayers, New Year's resolutions. Those are good things to write them down, to put them in places where you can see them and shoot for those, right? These are, these are so important that you have a personal vision for your life. But if you want to be in this place in your life, don't you think you should consider what's wise right now if you want to be there? Don't you think you should consider that? You know, and the, one of the things that happens is with, with people, they, they, they get in these things because they're surrounding themselves with people that aren't thinking about their future. They're thinking about the next paycheck, the next concert, the next party, the next vacation, the next trip. That's as far as their vision and dream goes. It's about here and now. It's about let's have fun right now. And you want to surround yourself with those people? And, and here's a question. You go, why does history seem to be repeating itself in my life? Because you're not thinking about where you're going. Why am I in another failed relationship? Why am I, why am I faced with financial turmoil and hardship right now in my life? Why, why is my marriage in the place that it is? Maybe it's because you don't have a goal of where you want your marriage and your family to be. To where you have the bar set. And so this is so important. When you make decisions, when you're faced with opportunities, decisions, and invitations... You've got to run this through. It's huge. And here, let me tell you this. What a tragedy. What a tragedy to trade in your future for something now that you know is not going to last. What a tragedy it would be to trade your future in for something now that's going to jeopardize your future that you know even the thing that you're choosing to have now is not going to last. 
in a relationship, for example, why would you exchange a future relationship for one right now that you know is not going to last? What a tragedy. And, 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 and some of us, we've done this. We've lived through it. We know what that's like. But it's time to start over now. It's time to look at that all three. And so this, this question alone right here, guys, this could change the trajectory of your life. That's how significant it is, what we're talking about. So let's put all three together. Are you ready? And this might be the one you want to write down, okay? And I'm going to give you some homework, so I, I highly recommend it. It'll be on the website too, but I highly recommend it. And this is a, this is a great phrase. Personal vision is often a catalyst for wise decisions. If you have a, a, a vision of where you want to see yourself, man, you will make better decisions when you consider your future vision. All right, so here it is, the whole package, the, the whole enchilada. Okay, you ready? Here it is, and we'll repeat it. In light of my past experiences, current circumstances, and future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Okay, so you ready to repeat it with me? Okay. In light of my Do you realize how powerful this question is? Do you realize that at your fingertips right now you have the secret for unlocking an incredible future in your marriage, in your career, in your finances? This is huge. And it's what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks. And, and it's not that I want, I do, but God wants you to be blessed. Okay? And, you know, when you're faced with an opportunity, when you're faced with an invitation, when you're faced with a decision, I highly recommend you run this question through. And so this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you to, to, to run this through, okay? To carry it around with you and ask this question. Not that you're going to decide on it, not that you're going to change everything and turn the car back in that you leased and you know you shouldn't have done it. Now, I'm not, I'm not asking you to do that this week. I'm just asking you to ask it. Just to ask the question. I promise you, it will make you feel uncomfortable, but it will give you clarity on what's the fog, the mystery is going to get real clear as far as what you should do. And so let's wrap this up. I, I want you guys to know I have been doing this a long, long time as a, as a minister. I've seen a lot. And let me tell you this. Nobody plans to screw up their life. Nobody does. Nobody makes a plan to mess up their life. But here's the second part. People just don't plan not to. That's what we're talking about. How many people get married and they say, oh yeah, I'm gonna get married and this is gonna end in divorce. Up front. I know that's gonna happen. Nobody does that. Nobody buys something and invests in finances knowing that it's gonna lead them to bankruptcy. Nobody does that. 
But what they don't do is they, they don't plan not to. And if you want to have a successful life, career, family, marriage, education, you've got to plan to reach that. If you want to have a moral life that's pleasing to God and you want to stay out of the muck and the mire of our culture and ruin your future, then you've got to plan not to mess up. So, I'm going to give you some homework. And the homework is real simple. Ask it. Ask that question. Now, if you're here today and you go, ah, I don't know, I don't, I don't like this, I don't know if I like this question, I don't know if I like this the whole line. And you find yourself, if you find yourself pushing back from this, or if you're a teen and you say, man, that question that we just asked, it sounds so much like my parents, it's annoying. I hear their voice when I hear that question. Hey, hey, separate what your parents say and you deal with the question for you and your future. If, if you're a husband in here today and that question sounds a lot like your wife's voice, okay, don't, don't think about her in this situation. Think about you. And if you're a wife and that question sounds like your husband and his voice, it's a miracle. You need to keep that guy because he is from God. Just kidding. But seriously, if you owe it to yourself, you owe it to yourself to answer that question. I mean, if you're pushing back from that question, I got to ask you a question. Are you really in it for yourself? Are you really in it for your well-being? I mean, let's just deal with the truth. I don't think so. You're, you're not even looking out for yourself if you're not willing to look out for that question. If you're going to walk naively down the road and you're going to go through your life like blind, let's, hey, yeah, let's get the ask it ball and let me ask what I should do. Should I be in this relationship or not? I mean, it's foolishness. And some of you, I got to say, you're going through your life making decisions with no foresight forward, backwards to the side, and you're making terrible mistakes, catastrophic mistakes. Why won't you look out for yourself? You don't even have your best interests in mind. I mean, come on. And do you know why we're looking at this? And you know where this comes from? There is a God who loves you, who has your best interests in mind and wants to help you avoid catastrophic disasters, heartache, tears, problems, situations from here forward. We may not be able to go back and repair. There can be healing and forgiveness, but the great news is from today forward, if you will ask it, and you will surround your, other, your life with other people who are asking it, who know you. They know your past. They know your current situation. And we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. 
man, you will be insured of peace, ease, and no harm. You won't have to live in fear. That's what God is telling us. And there will be challenges. That's his life. But you'll be able to proceed with peace. So, you guys know what your homework is. It's 11 o'clock sharp. We're finishing on time because that's the way it should be. But I really, really hope that today can be a day that marks a difference. And we, uh, we've got an incredible uh, uh, event right now. We've got a baptism that's going to be happening. So uh, we're going to pray with the teens. You guys want to go back? But before we go, let's say a prayer, and then you'll be dismissed, and then we'll have the baptism in the back. But pray with me, and we'll close out.